There is a space where you are all you need, where you are all you want. All there is is here. Welcome to the Source Connection, conversations about who we truly are, the possibilities of creation and the new earth we are birthing, with your host, Tara Long and Liz B. the Source Connection. We're so happy you are with us today. Let's begin as we do with a few minutes of silence today. We'll do a a little guidance to relax and then we'll have a few minutes of silence. So relax in your chair, wherever you happen to be in this moment. Just let the body breathe naturally. with a little awareness on that state of stillness and relaxation that gives you permission to fully, fully arrive right here, right now. And let's just be together in the space where we are one, always. I know that this silence and stillness, which is the most simple thing, can also be the hardest thing to do sometimes. And that's okay. Just see if now and other times, if it feels good for you, you can just drop any practice, any doing, any efforting of meditation or this or that and let yourself become naked. And if you can only start with a few minutes, that's okay, or 30 seconds. Just see what happens if you start with that. See what magic unfolds. 
Thank you, friends, for taking this time with us today. And if you're watching us, what is the first thing you notice about Tara today when you look at her? Mm. Mm. Those red lips. <laughs> when I saw her, I was like, oh, oh those cherry lips. Ooh, yeah, I was feeling it today for some mm. reason. I love that. Mm. It looks beautiful. Thank you. Yeah. Sometimes it just calls to you. Did you know, trivia, yeah. that I remember growing up and when it was kind of culturally known back home that if a woman was wearing red underwear, that meant that she was wanting to be sexual. Ooh. So red underwear is the, is the go signal. It's the, <laughs> it's the light. Go. Is that right? <laughs> right. It's the green light. Yeah. Red is the green. Red is the green. The doesn't world. mean stop in this case. No. <laughs> no. Isn't that interesting? Interesting. That is interesting. Huh. So how, so how would you make it known that you were wearing red underwear? Would you just let uh, someone peek out? Or? Yeah, well, I guess if somebody, you know, got invited and lucky enough to see oh. your underwear and, you, you know, and they saw red underwear. That would be, but then I've always wondered, like, what if somebody just wasn't really paying attention, right? Right, and they and wore red, yeah. But that has stuck with me to the point where I had, I don't even know if I have it still, but I used to have a pair of, like, red underwear, and I would not just wear that. Ah, <laughs> even, even here, even now? Like, oh, wait, I am waiting to wear this red underwear for us. Right. It was no, it was even like if I picked it, I was like, oh, no, I'm not wearing that. <laughs> you know, like it was just not like any other color that would just be like, oh, whatever. Yeah, that is um, interesting. Cultural things would just like. Yeah. Flow. How about now? How do you do you think about it or? I don't know if I have that red underwear. There is one underwear that I have that's yellow. Then, so another trivia. (laughs) (laughs) I love this underwear trivia. Yes. (laughs) In so back home, back home is Brazil. um, For New Year's Eve, everyone dresses in white. And depending on what you would like to attract in the new year, you could wear different color underwear. And so when you said that, it made me think of this yellow underwear that I have that I love that I got for New Year's one time, because that's to attract, you know, financial abundance and just good luck in your finances and all that. That's cool. What did you know? Do you remember what all the different colors mean? No, no, no. I don't. Let's bring it back. (laughs) Well, I guess we can now... um, put our own we can we can do whatever we want right whatever we want mm-hmm. mm. yeah interesting 
That was our show today, Underwear Trivia. Underwear Trivia. Please comment. Please comment below. Comment below if where you are at, or if you are raised, <laughs> right? In any underwear, um, if there was any interesting fact about underwear. I would like to know that. I know that uh, certain religions, like the Mormon religion, has... I don't know. I'm not going to talk about it because I don't want to, I don't know the full facts of it, but I know there's some kind of special underwear and there's other, you know, yeah, there's, <laughs> there's different, different traditions, mm -hmm, if you will. <laughs> different strokes for different folks. That's right. That's right. Different strokes for different folks. I love it. And are you in your underwear today, Liz? Cause oh, yes. <laughs> As you know, if you listen to us, sometimes, yeah, because we can. Because we can. And let me just say this. It's good to air it out. So every opportunity oh, yeah. that I can, I do not wear underwear. <laughs> Ooh, that's a good idea. And I upgraded a couple of years ago, I was talking to a friend and we were talking about that. And she said, um, I don't really wear underwear with jeans. And I was like, oh, I've never tried that. Interesting. And she was like, oh, yeah, it's great. And I was just like, really? Mm -hmm. So I just couldn't wrap my head around that. And yeah. so I've upgraded to. Commando. You go commando mm -hmm. with jeans. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's interesting. Actually, now that we say this. I had a dream last night. <laughs> I was not wearing, I had a shirt on, like a t shirt, no underwear. And I was going around to different, like delivering stuff to people with no pants or underwear. <laughs> that mean? <laughs> Maybe I knew we were going to have this conversation today. Hmm. But I remember kind of feeling weird about it, but also not in my dream, just being like, yeah, whatever. This is just how I'm rolling right now. I grew up with this idea, and I didn't really do that growing up, but I used to always sleep with no underwear because my mom always said, you know, as much as you can give that space room to just be naked, breathe, it's yeah. good. Um, and growing up in a hot, humid place, you yeah. know, half the time I was just in my underwear home and like a top or whatever, but... Um, yeah, just a few years ago, it was just natural. I didn't read anything about it or I didn't see anybody talk about it. It just became a natural thing for me to be like, I need to put underwear on, you know, and, um, I didn't really talk about it until that friend, we were talking about something and I jokingly said something. She was like, oh yeah, I don't really wear much underwear. And then we had the jeans conversation and it was like, wow, that I haven't tried. Um, talking about dreams yesterday, I had a dream that and this was i don't know how it manifested but somebody came and like like touched my the tip of my nose to the point where it woke me up and i was like what what but it was like quiet and everyone was asleep and i was just like huh i wonder if someone did that intentionally you know in the cross that or if it was just like i don't know so your dream was someone touching you on the nose. But I don't know who, I wasn't dreaming about it. I just felt someone touching my nose oh, and that woke okay. me up. And I was like, oh, somebody touched my nose. Something touched my nose. I felt like a finger just. Maybe it was your daughter's 
<laughs> no, wasn't. She said that too, and I said no because I looked, and she, I was elevated. I was sleeping a little elevated, and it wasn't. It was like very. There was no movement around me. It was literally like something had, you know, kind of pierced the veil of like that space, and just it was interesting. But yeah. Interesting. Yep. Well, I mean, about dreams, definitely very possible that there are some other entities joining you. Yeah. In the bedroom, that sounded mm -hmm. weirder than I meant it to. But. And you know, we're talking about the red lipstick, the red underwear, and, and sexual energy, and all that. And while we were in our quiet space together, I was touching like my womb area, and I was feeling how activated mm. it was. Just very, mm. and I've been tipping like my toes on the waters of womb working and it has been coming up to my awareness. I had told you about that lady. I thought, oh, she'd be great in our podcast. Um, I'm not going to name names right now because yep. hopefully it will come up. But then yesterday I was, on Monday I was with a friend who said, oh, I've done her program. It's fantastic, but only do it if you're willing to go really deep because we store so much as women in that area. Yeah. And so it was just interesting to, you know, feeling, be feeling this activation. And yesterday I was with a friend who just came back from a trip working with this, you know, womb goddess and doing all this kind of womb clearing and all that and she was talking about womb pulsing and I, it was, was really wow. cool yeah interesting yeah fascinating yeah there's so much opportunity and potential there for yeah so much so much exploration so much exploration and it came and it's interesting how everything's coming after i was doing breath work with Rhoda and she said, I there's something in your right um, side of your utero and I just cleared that up. I don't something was being cleared up. And so after that, all of this started to show up and I'm just really interested in seeing where it's going to lead. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there's um, this very intense, intensive like abdominal massage that works a lot with, uh, what's it called? Um, well, there's Chinese version and then there's like a Mayan version. Um, mm. But I learned a little bit of the, in acupuncture school, a little bit of the Chinese version. And it's like kind of pulling apart a lot of scar tissue that women have, mm. um, their uterus and bladder and just all those areas that are, you know, can get so um, tense and contracted and whew, yeah it's it's amazing like and working with women's cycles and stuff you know, which is such a it's such a reflection you know mm. one cycle can be such a reflection for so many things in the body so yeah 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 we should yeah let's definitely have someone on who wants to explore with us i know so we this. can yeah because i feel like spirituality for some time had this idea that there was this kind of like elevated plane mm -hmm. where one would go and find him or herself right 
And I feel like now we're coming to this time where we're becoming more of an integrated being where it's not just up here, but it's also down here. And how do we integrate everything? All of these very dynamic, physical, material experiences with also everything that's beyond the physical, beyond what we can touch and, you know, feel on that level. And so I think that especially as women, a lot of our sexual potency and power has been diluted. And I often wonder what it, what does it feel like to reclaim that from that place of authenticity and integrity? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And for, you know, whatever people feel called to, I feel like you'll be called to it or feel the call to explore that more when it is right for you or if it's right for you or, yeah, you know, all that. Yeah. There's so much, I mean, there's so much history and, and so much we could talk about for women and, and all that's gone on for women. And, but it's beautiful to feel that, you know, we are becoming more embodied here now, yeah. whatever is arising in the moment whether you're a man or a woman or something else that you, <laughs> anything, whatever, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Multidimensional being as we all are. When I say embodied, I think of in body, in the body. Yeah, in the body, yeah, embodied. In the body and, and, and just really cohesive. Yeah. Right, because the body is so multidimensional. And oftentimes, we touched on this on last episode with Tom, how we often just either go straight to the body, Mm -hmm. right? Like, oh, we need a photo, we need a fix in the body. But there are so many layers of what the body embodies. Yeah, so of everything else. Right. And so how well integrated we are on all of those aspects mm-hmm. that we can be, you know, playing with one and then touching all of the other ones because it's inevitable. Yeah. Right. It's like the cleaning rooms of the house. It doesn't matter where you start, really. It's all going to lead to the next and the next. And I just have to have to say that as we talk about like being women and that, you know, I just have to say for whatever it's coming up, and maybe other people feel this way, that I've never felt very connected to an identity of being of a gender, of being a woman, and not in a way that I feel like I'm any gender. It's in a way that I feel like, oh, oh okay, I guess I'm in a body that is a woman. <laughs> so I don't, I've never heard for me felt like that, oh, this like, sacred woman you know feminine woman thing like that just has never can and and there's nothing I'm not judging that or there's nothing wrong with it just for me it's just like oh yeah okay I'm in a woman's body and that's cool and you know so exploring that I've never I've never felt like called to deeply explore all of those you know right before but I'm as as we talk about it do you feel that spark to explore that in a way or not necessarily um i feel 
so, to some parts of it, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I love, I love exploring like, like birth, you know, like growing a child and like birthing to me. That's just like, oh my God, <laughs> that our bodies do that. You know, that's like amazing. So amazing. It's just, yeah. it's not, it's kind of not unfathomable to me mm. that we do that. I mean, I've never done it. So I suppose if I've ever done it in, you know, in this body, in this lifetime, maybe it would feel a little more, but it's just like, wow, I'm just amazed. Mm, I love that. Yeah. I do feel very identified with being a woman. Mm -hmm. Just my body, like my, you know, my mm -hmm. biological gender um, yeah. and identity attached to that. Um, what do you think or feel about, think and feel, not or, about all of the conversations that are happening around gender, you know, because to me, when I was younger, there wasn't conversations yeah. about that at all. Right. It was very black and white. And yeah. I did not grow up with people who felt the need to express themselves or not identify. Mm -hmm. It was just, you know, you were a man or a woman or you were gay or bisexual. And it was just very... Yeah very simple in that way yep and I feel like now when I see it which is not a part of my everyday life I feel like I can't keep up uh-huh yes with the definitions and the terms and the yes. subcategories and all of that and so with you having this experience what do you see going on out there mm, yeah that's a great question and a great topic um I think there's so much confusion for so many people around a lot of it. Like, I, yeah, I was watching some clip the other day, and I think now there's over 100 different ways one can, you know, identify, like, socially. Um, I, yeah, so like you, I feel like I, I can't keep up. And actually, I don't have a desire to, to know and investigate. I, however somebody wants to identify themselves, it's perfect. I have no problem with it. There's so many cultures where there's, there's multiple genders, even there's more than just male and female. There's so been so many cultures in our, you know, in, in the history of the world. Um, however, where it gets sticky for me is because, because I very much feel, and this also has to do with just, you know, the work I've done in, in my life, um, and, and to say that I, I don't identify with being a woman, I do in some ways, but it's not like I feel attached to that identity or that it somehow, um, I don't know, is attached to me, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. um, so I very much feel just like a being in a body. So coming from that place, that's how I view and experience other people as well real for the most part you know when i'm experiencing them it's it's not about a gender or whatever they identify as i could i could literally care less and how whatever works for you is great where it gets sticky is when is when folks get offended or feel mm, like you need to call me this mm. and if you don't it's disrespectful or you're not respecting my choices to identify this or that way 
And I understand that and I can have compassion for that. However, that to me is someone needing external validation from another to validate their existence as they are. And there's many ways we do this. It's not just with, oh, call me by a they or whatever. It's not just that. It's, it's many other things too, right? It's like, I need you to recognize me as this or that. Well, if you need someone to recognize you as this or that, then you, there's something in you that feels not enough. There's a lack belief. There is a lack belief working because if there isn't a lack belief working, you could literally care less what people call you, what they say about you, what they, you know what I mean? So while I understand it and have compassion for it, I can see like a bigger picture of where it's, um, yeah, where it just doesn't really, it doesn't, it doesn't feel real to me. It just doesn't feel like a real thing. It feels like another thing that mm. we're using to separate from each other. That's what it feels like to me. Yeah. I resonate with that word to separate because I feel like the more we put ourselves into the smaller subcategories of whatever things, we're just creating more of the illusion of what yeah. we're not. So I, yeah, I, I understand and I hear what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. And I, like you, I don't really feel the need to also explore much of that. It's just not really part of my reality. Yeah. yeah. And I'm okay with that. Yeah. 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 And that just goes also extends to so many other things people want to identify themselves with or as, or I, I really just don't care. I'm all I want to know. I want to have a conversation with you and, you know, feel, feel your heart and feel you. I don't care what, what meat suit you're, you come in. <laughs> yeah. 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 Meat suit. <laughs> it's true, right? I mean, they're beautiful meat suits. Yeah. But they're very fleshy. <laughs> uh, like all things that are physical, it changes and it morphs. And especially as women, we've been so constrained by what our meat suits should look like. Yeah, right. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I, I mean, there's not a woman alive who who can who hasn't felt that on some level. Whether you care about it or not. It's totally. Yeah. I remember being at the airport one day and you know when you go to the airport and you're by those um kind of like shops where they have the magazines laid out on the wall yeah oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. You know, the big sections and I remember just looking there something and I was far enough to see the whole thing and there was the the side of the women's magazine and then now we have enough men's magazine to at least yeah. you know have part of a side and it was so it really showcased to me the expectations of what women and men are the standards that 
we generally, you know, um, consciously or unconsciously accept or are fed in this society. And all the women, even the older women who were being in the cover, uh, covers of the magazines or whatever, they weren't really allowed to have white hair, wrinkles. But the men, you know, some of them were going grayish. Oh, yes. They're distinguished, they have, right? <laughs> they have the, you know, lines in their faces and it's just like oh they're so wise all of a sudden mm. and you know the women can just hide that forever yeah and even if you're not participating in that kind of game I wonder how much we're being impacted mm. you know influenced and what kind of energetic imprint we're all carrying because of this collective idea to where now young women are already morphing themselves into not growing old physically to where they wouldn't even know what they would look like mm-hmm. the outside and how much also that interference interferes with our emotional maturity mm-hmm. because all that's coming out, it's everything has been lived And I feel like we're stunting our emotional growth, Mm. not allowing ourselves to just really mature in the physical with everything else that happens in our lives. Mm. Yeah. Yes, there is definitely an obsession with anti-aging. Yes. And anti-aging means in every way, ultimately, right? It's not just your physical, but like you're saying, it's, also emotionally, maybe mentally, you know, staying young and youthful. And, and because we are attached to the outside, because we feel, I say we as in the majority, I think, of folks really feel this sense that when this goes, I go, right? This whole fear of death that we've talked about before. And so for me, the the remedy to that, if you will, is that deeper exploration to your source, with your source. You know, that solves it, solves everything, basically, because then you know, like, this thing, while it can be honored and taken care of and be beautiful and all of that, it's not you. And so to not just think that, but to to actually embody, which kind of sounds funny because we're, you know, in the body, knowing that the body is, is temporary and anything that's temporary can't be you. It's just impossible. So having a relationship with that versus having the relationship with like, oh, my hair and, you know, oh, my, my red lips and how does it look, even though it's fun and I love it, you know. Um, but I think we can. I think we can have an experience of not being in that system in that world as much as we choose to even though yeah sure it can impact how other people might see us but that who cares it only matters how we (laughs) see ourselves right like that's it Um, and I say all this being uh what how old am I I forget (laughs) so often forget how old I am you know you do how old am I you could say it. You just turned 43. I sure did. Yeah, I don't have a 
an age thing where I don't want people to know my age because again I don't feel identified with it I'm like yeah I'm 43 um so I say this as a 43 year old I don't say anything from an older woman yet so who knows I might (laughs) feel differently then but (laughs) where I'm sitting now oh boy I actually really enjoy aging like I love getting older because it just everything gets better with age that's been my experience. I like it too. And it's interesting because, um, you know, sometimes people will doubt my age and is, what do you do? Oh my God, what do you put yeah. on your face or whatever thing, right? And, <laughs> um, and it's also a double sword because it's almost like there's that excitement that comes from not necessarily looking your age, but then why does it matter? And in my own journey, in my own process of accepting my aging, it's every time that I've noticed something different, there is first a resistance to it. Mm -hmm. And then when I decide to really look at it for what it is, and I'm like, Oh, that's a life well lived. And I start actually enjoying it. Yeah. And um, one of the last times I was home, um, my aunt was talking about my hair and that it was, there was a lot of gray in my hair. And she said, well, you, you can't let yourself go. And I said, go where? Go where? <laughs> <laughs> where are we going? <laughs> like, what, what do you yeah. mean? But she said, oh, you look too young and you just can't let, you know, this just take over like this. And and it, mm. I look at it now and I'm just curious about it and I, I love it. And I'm like, yeah. oh, is it going to be like even? Is it going to be on one side? <laughs> it's huge, like silver streak. And I feel Ooh. like I'm like turning into a superhero because all of a sudden it's like, man, this is like, what is yeah, this? Girl. Yeah, girl those silvers in there yeah, yeah. i've got it i've got grays too because it's so dark so you really right. see it, you can right? see it yeah right yeah. and i have lighter hair so it doesn't it kind of blends but i definitely more and more gray when i first started getting gray i remember when i first got the first few i'd like pluck them out you know <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> like, no totally like I think why am like- i doing i mean now i'd be half bald but you know like why, why, <laughs> why am i doing this no that's just silly this is beautiful this is like yeah. And I, yeah, the same, like I, I actually got carded the other day and I was like, oh, that hasn't happened. I said to the guy, yeah, you can see my license. That hasn't happened to me in like a year or something. Sure. You know, but then it's like, yeah, it does. Of course it doesn't matter, but there's still that like conditioning of like, oh, yeah, yeah. Ooh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was, um, a couple of years ago, I was home with one of my best friends and we went out and it was so exciting because we're out and I'm like, I don't get to go out very often. Not because I don't, I, I can't, because I choose not to, to yeah. go party yeah. at night, I, you know, and we went out and it was so fun and we were dancing and um, this guy who was visiting Brazil, I don't remember where he was from. I want to say England, but he started talking to us and, and something, something. And um, I said, I'm just really excited to be out because I don't, I don't do this very often. And I'm the only one not drinking, which is even more fun because yeah. I'm the most 
double-sided one and I'm drinking water and they just can't understand. And I'm like, I'm like an animal who's been in a cage. Dancing, I love dancing. And um, I mentioned that I was in my 40s and he was just like, what? What What do you do? And we the same kind of conversation, right? And I feel like just being vital and being, being vibrant, whatever age that you are, there is a certain energy that carries through the physical aspect and the appearance and all that. And so I don't feel inside of me that I am that age, maybe because I don't necessarily identify with it completely. And, um, but just like, I feel like, I feel like such a baby. There's so much I want to do and learn. And I'm like, Oh, how many lifetimes is this going to take? Just yesterday I was at the printing press museum and I'm like, I want to do all of this. And you know, and I just feel like, oh my God, I could explore here forever. And I think that when you start accepting that about yourself, Mm. I think that there's a lot of beauty that comes through that. Just really being embodied in who you are at every moment. And it's not about the age. And and oftentimes people say, Well, would you like to go back when you're 20? And I'm like, hell no. Hell no. Hell, oh, hell no is my answer. Hell no. Those were torturous times. <laughs> you know, you had you may have the um the the youth, but there's something that's not ripe yet. Yeah. And that it's unsettling. And so I remember my teacher that I oftentimes speak of, Guru Singh, where in our one of the classes he said. Aging, you know, and people don't accept aging. It's like if you want to eat a fruit that's not ripe yet, it's going to look good, but it doesn't taste really good. Yeah. Almost tasteless or it's sour because it hasn't ripened yet. Mm. Right. And so how are we letting ourselves just naturally ripe? Ripen. Yeah. Yeah. Ripen, you know. Yeah, it is. It's so that, like you were talking about before, that life force and vitality that moves through you, that really informs, I think, every your body and how you look and your skin and, you know, all of that. It doesn't have to do with what you do, what regimens you have, because I get that too all the time. Like, oh, is it spirulina? Oh, is it, you know, <laughs> is it this or that? Or what kind of moisturizer cream do you, you know? And it's like, I, honestly... I mean, yeah, I take care of myself well and all that stuff, but there's not a magic bullet pill that's going to, it's like, how do you feel every day? Mm. How much life, how much, you know, life force do you feel in your, in your being, in your body? Do you, are you happy? I mean, whatever that means for people, right? But just as a general term, like what, what can you shift or change to be more in alignment and true to yourself right now? What's the low hanging fruit? What do you allow yourself to be? Yes. Yes. Do you allow it in? Do you feel worthy of it? It's mm. a big one. How do you feel worthy of it? Mm. 
How worthy do you feel of being your most vibrant self? That's the question for this episode. <laughs> yeah. It's the that's invitation. A really, that's a really yummy invitation because going back to being a woman, and I've caught myself sometimes, you know, having reservations about being my most vibrant self because how will this impact other people and especially growing up in a very sexualized world we have to then rewrite the stories and this um, dynamics again where somebody can be very vibrantly themselves it doesn't mean that they're looking for something in particular right and when you know, when you're your most vibrant, you're not looking for anything, right? You're just like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I had an experience the other day. Oh my God, I totally forgot about this until now when you said life, life. I was in the car and what music was I listening to? Oh, it's this Middle Eastern music that I love. And I was singing, singing. <laughs> <laughs> singing singing um, yeah singing um arabic in um <laughs> you know arabic wow. yeah that's why i said singing yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Mimicking. Got air quotes folks i was mimicking the words to the best that i can which i actually am very good at okay um, and you know, there was like this line of cars because there was a stop sign. So I'm just there and I'm singing really loud and the roof, the little sunroof is open. And all of a sudden, when it was my turn to, to hit the stop, I stopped and there was a woman walking and she had a flower in her hand and she she looked at me and she did a heart sign like that. And she blew a kiss in the flower and she said, for you. And I was just like, oh, my God. <laughs> That's so sweet so sweet and I was just like wow the gift that keeps on giving yes I totally like you know in the moment exchange yeah I'll have I have no idea who she is she was wearing a mask mm. probably if, even if I saw her I wouldn't know you wouldn't know now yeah no and it was just so magical and I was just like wow look at that because mm. you were you were just in your joy and she was like oh People are so attracted to that, right? Yeah. So like, yes. yeah, blew me a flower. Out of, oh, yeah. So like, oh my God. And I just went, I did a little heart for her. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's kind of reminds me of today. We were in the store and we were in line ready to check out. And um, the woman in front of us, an older woman, she turns around and she goes, oh, it's so nice to see your faces. You know, because no, nobody was wearing a, wearing a, a, a mask <laughs> what else is I gonna call it nobody is wearing one of those things and so she just turned around she was like oh yeah you too it was just so sweet you know this like this reconnection of the face I mean just seeing people's faces it really is does something to our biology you know it's just oh so wonderful yeah, all the smiles <laughs> and yeah, we communicate on every level and just the facial expression, also the sense of security by 
being able to see another's face. Yes. Just reading that. Yes. Yeah. So I feel like with the masks there, you know, my invitation was to read beyond what I could see because a lot of times the eyes would be fearful and apprehensive. So there wasn't really much to read beyond that. And so what is the energetic imprint that I'm taking from this person, which have been very good and very unconscious throughout all my life. I have this tendency of looking above people's head and I don't notice I'm doing. And I have a lot of people asking me, what was my hair messy? Or do I have something on my forehead? And I go, why? And they're like, well, you keep looking, you know, right here. And I'm like, I'm sorry. And I didn't know what that meant. And I was doing a psychic reading one time and she said, it's so clear to you what you're, you know, your intuitive eye sees and you look right into people's intuitive eyes as well. And you capture everything right there. And I said, well, I don't notice I do that. And she said, well, yeah, you don't have to know doing that, but other people notice that I'm looking up and I'm not even aware of it. it. Wow. So it's been an interesting thing and it, it happens all the time. Yeah, that what what we are able to take in, you know. Yeah, it's just it's amazing beyond the words and the the, again the things that we think we can see because we can see so much more than what the eyes can see, and we can see so much more, so much more, so much communication happening, and so let's tap into that and invite ourselves to go beyond the physical and and honoring the physical because that is the instrument that carries us through this experience. And let's also experience everything beyond that. So we can go deeper together. Yeah. There is a simultaneity that can happen as a multidimensional being. We don't, it doesn't have to be one or the other. We can be embodied and we can also be experiencing all the other levels or whatever. And just being, just being connected to yourself and your source. And that's all, that's all. You don't even have to, you don't have to think about it. You have to go, okay, what am I connecting to now? <laughs> yeah. It's simple. It's. <laughs> I mean, what is this podcast? If it's so, so simple. It's so simple. Once again, folks, it's so simple. You're going to get what you need. You're going to get what you want. You're going to get it all. Don't worry. Don't worry. Just allow yourself. Yeah. So share with us some of the experiences that you've had with, you know, all of this communication that goes beyond the physical and how you've been navigating this time and what gifts have been emerging for you throughout all of this yeah I'll just say quickly um, back when I used to do like healing work and energy work uh, I noticed that working with someone remotely I could always see so much more than when they were in front of my face yeah because there was no distraction of their words or physicality you know it was just like tune in like so immediately when we didn't have that's fun so yeah what are your experiences with that i'd love to hear and also 
Um, the other invitation was, uh, how worthy do you feel to be your most vibrant self? Mm. Just an itty bitty reminder that you can find us on all the things, not all the things, but YouTube, Odyssey, Spotify. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I tried to slip this in here like <laughs> gently, gently, and now on Patreon. Yes, we're going to be offering. You can see some some videos of what we're going to be offering, but we are going to be offering some more intimate, interactive um, stuff over there where we can engage with you. And we're excited about that as well. So come join us if it feels right. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for being here today, co-creating this space with us one more time. So grateful for you. Yeah, thanks folks. Lots of love. See you next time.